Welcome to The Real CO. I'm Cindy. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to talk about our truths, our opinions, and our perspective in, in the, the world, world of health. Alright, welcome back to The Real CO Podcast. This is episode number six. Wow. <laughs> six episodes. Time flies when you're having fun, literally. I know, and I just feel like the topics keep rolling. Yeah. So this today's topic is one that we've had requested for a little while. It's been on our list to get to, so I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm so fired up. <laughs> I feel like I should have brought my helmet because, Cindy, we're not pulling the car over. We're going off-roading this this. We are four-wheel <laughs> driving the vehicle. Yes. I almost need like a five-point harness. I know. I know. Because I'm so fired up. You know, I'm, I'm just just ready. Just ready. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you open up with our topic. Okay. All right. So today's topic is discussing intermittent fasting. Of course, we know it's been mm. all the craze here lately. And... I think it's really important to understand why, um, how okay, does so it help with, yeah. Let's talk about why people are doing it for to, one. I mean, so yeah, to lose weight. It's always about weight loss. Yeah. Can we just say that? Like it is another diet. It is another gimmick diet because fad. it's, it's another fad diet because it's not about health. It's about weight loss. Yep. Every, so let's do that. So, okay. And they're just throwing guardrails up. Mm-hmm. And then putting, um, you know, I was talking to somebody today and they're saying, oh, well, your testosterone will raise and your human growth hormone will raise and you won't lose muscle. You'll actually keep it because, you know, the whole gathering and, you know, back in the day, we didn't know when we were going to eat. And so, you know, they would go long periods of time without eating in the caveman and they'd finally eat like a carnivore and they would, you know, be stronger. Really? Yeah. They knew that. Right. Really. Exactly. So, but there's other ways to help with that. I mean, things like sleep. Sleep will do the same thing, you know, eating enough. <sighs> so, let's, period. So, what we want to do is give you our truths about why we both agree doing intermittent fasting is not necessary. A, it's not necessary, nor is it a good idea. Yes. So, I will be honest with you. When I set out to, because I was, I was a little bit, I'll, I'm biased. Obviously, we both like to eat. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were partial with the eating. Yes. So when I started doing some research on this, I told myself I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try to prove what I have in my mind wrong. So I'm on PubMed, you know, and that's she is thing. much better. She's a much better person than me. I mean, I want to come at it from an objective, you know, like I'm like, all right, better person. Assume, no, I don't know. I, shoot. I can have plenty of people to attest otherwise, but, um, I just try to come at it with like assuming, okay, maybe I'll learn something different. Okay. So one of the classes I took when I was in nurse practitioner school was research. Not my favorite class at the time. <laughs> but it was I, helpful now. It was very helpful because I understand how to find a, um, a reliable article that is based off of a randomized controlled trial. Yep. A lot of people just look at these things and it's like, there's no, there's, um, it's objective. Yes. It's, it's an opinionated. Yes. 
Yeah. So you have to randomize control trial. I think that's the key word whenever you're trying to look up research articles. But anyway, everything that I had found over the course of the two weeks that since last time we recorded, because we knew that this was coming, um, I actually proved my point of why intermittent fasting is not necessary. So, well, get this. Here's so here's. I'm not going to get into. I have something to say per that, but okay. it's but it's not my first reason I don't like intermittent fasting. So I'm going to wait a second okay. and give my first reason is because it is just and it's going to contribute to eating disorders. Mm-hmm. It's going to contribute to binge eating. Um, you may think I'm totally wrong, but when you go periods of time denying yourself, it causes a reaction and a binge. And most of the time people are thinking about when they can eat, when can I eat, when can I eat, when can I eat, when can I eat, I have to stop eating, I have to stop eating. And so now there's different types of fasting. Obviously you can do a 5-2, you can do a 16-8, you can do unfortunately 24-48, you know, hours, which, you know, but the whole time you're constantly watching and it contributes to a bigger problem, in my opinion. And, you know, one of the ways I like to help people is to teach healing mm-hmm. and freedom. Because again, we're going to, I'm going to go back to my creator and, you know, what I believe in my faith is that it's, you know, the way we eat is just another way the enemy puts bondage on us and keeps us trapped. So intermittent fasting keeps those chains tied around us. And it's just another way to, um, to not have freedom and health, mm-hmm. and it creates a really just just I, I believe it creates a yo-yo pattern, yeah. a binge and, exactly. and and deny pattern. Yes. Well, and it goes back to you know every article that I had read, you know, said there was no superiority to intermittent fasting when com- compared to just a constant. They equaled out, didn't they? They did. Every study because equaled out. Here's the thing: if you don't eat, let's say you don't eat from eight to eight or eight to 12. And I don't know what the typical time frame is. Do you 11 eat? or 12. Yes. To uh, seven or eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so then therefore you've limited your window of how many calories you can get in in a day. But again, like Cindy said, you're going to try and gather and eat as much as you can during that window. A, are you actually keeping yourself in an appropriate caloric deficit to lose? Or B, are you way under eating? And by that you're causing mm-hmm. metabolic damage. So well, and the other thing was in the same probably studies you were looking at, it was talking about whether or not you should exercise fasting. Did you see that? Oh, I- so there was a study done and literally it was talking about weight loss because that's what it was. And there wasn't a difference, but in performance, there was a huge difference yeah. in those that did not eat. Yeah. You're, you underperform. So as long as you don't have goals, don't eat then. Yeah. But why are you working out without goals? That's what I'm saying. It's like most people, I think that's a good point to bring up. So when someone comes to one of us, I feel like the first thing I ask them is, okay, so what is your goal? Oh, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh yeah. (laughs) What'd you eat for breakfast? Don't tell me you didn't eat breakfast. Exactly. No, sorry. (laughs) But it's like, what is your goal? Well, I want to be stronger or I want to have, I don't know. I hear all kinds of stuff, but I'm like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Yeah. Because I guarantee you that's what 80% of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. I want to lose weight. Yeah. Or I'm like, they want these curves and they think yes. that the ways is a, I'm like, those curves are caused by muscle. You have to eat to get that muscle there, you know? So um there one of the articles I had read was talking about how the how do I want to say the 
go ahead. I'm trying to think of the way it was worded as far as like the fat loss was actually attenuated in intermittent fasting when compared to a chronic caloric deficit. Deficit. I mean, I don't want to say chronic like for a long period of time because then that gets into like the whole always dieting thing. But whenever you're intentionally dieting to lose body fat during that time frame, as long as you consistently dieted like ate your, you know, your 15 to 1600 calories a day, if that's what your goal is versus trying to eat. I don't I feel like I'm jacking this up. No, no, it, it's not about just losing weight. Right. That's yeah. really, because here's the thing. What happens if you're used to eating in that time frame and then you plateau? Well, what are they? What's the next thing you do? Now it's time for you to lower your time frame. Yeah. You limit your time frame a little more and then you're there and okay. And then a little more. Now you can get into the more detailed to where they are saying, well, you can only eat this. And, and then you're watching your caloric deficit in the middle of that time frame, which to me, that almost makes it worse because now you've limited the time frame you're going to eat and you've limited your food. So Lord knows how long it's going to take to reverse this exactly. process. Exactly. That is where, ex that's when people are eating seven and 800 calories a day. That mm -hmm. is not enough. So my biggest, this, so this goes back to the study and you're going to love this. Um, those that should not do Th this type of weight loss program or fasting or those with hormone issues, PCOS, insulin resistance, anybody trying to have a baby. Because in the study done by mice, they lost every bit of their fertility. Mm, that's interesting. And that, but once they took the fasting away, it did come back. But think about it. If you, why would God allow you to reproduce if he thinks you're starving? Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's just human nature. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, that that is a protective mechanism. You are not eating enough to function yourself. Why are we going to get pregnant and then lose even more? Like we're already depleted. We don't have enough nutrients. Our hair will fall out. Our teeth will fall out. You can see someone who has literally gone through childbearing without nutrition. Yeah. It takes a toll on the body. So another I mean, that's just there. It literally stopped the fertility of mice because really there hasn't been that many trials done. There's nothing been done on long-term studies. Exactly. That was going to be my point for sure. Yeah. It, there, I think the average long-term, the, the longest study was what, 26 weeks? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Woo. what do you think of 26 weeks in your lifetime? And what you know what? That about. may have been a show that could have been Survivor or that could have been <laughs> something else, right? It may have not really been a study. That was just probably someone dictating notes and watching some sort of Survivor show that was taped, <laughs> right. you know? Because I mean, and then, you know, when you see them now, they're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously mm -hmm. metabolism is messed up. Mm -hmm. The other point was that I was going to talk about was anyone who is doing any type of training or athletes yes. because, and I think this is what makes me so upset is they're like, you won't, some of these gurus are like, you're not going to lose muscle. You won't lose muscle. What? Yes, you will. What? How what? Why would somebody say that? That though? is what is expressed because you know, your body will go in and secrete your human growth hormone. You know, if you are in a period of fasting and then, um, you know, I, I just, I just, I just have a hard time. Like, I don't, like, I want to do an in-body. Who wants to fast? Let's do an in-body. Let me understand your fasting. I really don't want them to cheat. I want them to, like, I want to see you. Like, really I want, I want, yeah. I know. And then I want to do yeah. another in-body. And I want to see, because the problem is, there's, it goes back to that protein window, right? You, you really, because that was somebody else. Somebody else had an argument saying, 
you, you can absorb more protein at a time than that. You don't, I'm like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Literally it's not. And some of the protein that you absorb at a sitting really depends on the form it's coming in your body, you know? So egg whites versus a powder versus this is, even though the label says this, you may not absorb all of that depending on you and your need at the time. So breaking down a window of seven hours to try to get in your protein. protein exactly. I'm like, you, you can't hit that. I think that was probably my biggest beef with it too, is it's like you, who wants to eat if on average, like, okay, men who need 180 grams of protein, who's going to eat 180 grams of protein in six hours? The only thing you're going to be able to do is sip on a protein shake for six hours. <laughs> right. You have, you can't eat anything. You're going to have to drink, get your water in and get your protein in. Yeah. And this is all you're going to be able to do. And you will not poop. I'm At that eating, point, you're not pooping. Their digestion has to be, I want to know, because I'll be honest, I personally have never intermittent fasted. My family will not allow that. If I don't get breakfast, you better just watch out. Well, and here's the other thing. So tell me if this works so well, why is it when we reverse diet, especially someone that's mm. under eating calories, eating twice a day, that if we increase their caloric intake, we have them eat, you know, in a span. You got to have breakfast and then I want you eating every two to three hours, little bits. Why is it then they can come in and, oh my gosh, the scale is finally down, mm -hmm. but it's down where they store not the muscle. Uh -huh. The body doesn't want to feed off the muscle anymore. Yep. So it goes back to where if you're taking measurements, and, and I'm talking, and I am talking to you females, okay? I am not a male. I have ovaries. So I'm talking to everyone with ovaries right now, okay? <laughs> if you get measured from intermittent fasting and you are losing quads and you're not losing through where you're storing Okay, there's the problem. And if you have ovaries, that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to not being able to conceive. Mm -hmm. It jacks with your hormones so bad. You, your God created you so amazing. He is trying to protect you, right? So if there's a lack of food, you have a source of energy called muscle that you can break down and use for energy. And you will store your fat. That's it's, where that's, that term skinny, skinny, skinny fat. fat comes into play. I hate to even say that, but that's, yeah. And, and when you do a body fat on someone, you know, and it goes back to, again, dealing with anorexia. Yes, you can get very, very tiny. I've, I've, I've worked with lots of eating disorders over 20 years. And so I can see what their body is doing. I can take their end body. They're devastated when I do that and their body fat is high. Do you know how many people I do an end body on? And because of like even like, oh, like training, certain ways that they're training, they'll have a big loss. They'll be so excited, like 10, 12 pound loss. And when we get done with the end body, their body fat is higher mm -hmm. because they've lost muscle. Yes. It is such a fine line, ladies. I mean, if you want to intermittent fast, and I mean, because you want to eat your lasagna and you want to eat this and you want to, you know, have, I mean, I, it's, I don't know. It's a very, it's so frustrating for me. And it's, it's going to take even longer because it does mess with your hormones. It's going to take even longer. So the other thing is, what about, let's say that you do lose weight. I believe it's mostly muscle, but let's say that you do. Yep. Then you go on vacation, <laughs> all inclusive to Mexico because yes. you can go there and you, and it's open. You don't have to 
be jabbed. <laughs> so we're going to just use Mexico right now. And it's all inclusive. And that means you wake up and you're doing mimosas from eight until noon. You have all you can eat breakfast. Of course, they're cooking for you right there on the beach with your, it's pretty healthy shrimps, vegetables, chicken, open bar, no kids. And then you, you know, you've got this whole cafe with all your little chocolates and your chocolatiers and your chocolate fountain and your fruits and the chocolate. <laughs> it is so good. I'm so hungry and right then, now. And hungry. then for dinner, it's very nice restaurants, four courses. You know, you've got your appetizer, your soup, your salad, your main course, and your dessert. And then your wine. Okay. Those are, that is from 8 a.m. till 11 p.m. What's going to happen when you are eating outside of your time? And I'm telling you, if you want to go to an all-inclusive and, and not and eat, not eat go, <laughs> go for, for it. it. Exactly. But the problem is, is when you've done that for so long, all your body knows how to do is <gasps> grab yep. it, grab yep. it and yep. store it, yep. grab it and store it, grab it and store it outside of your time frame. But if it's used to you eating all day long, it's going to be like, Psh. yeah, were well, you good? Yep. You good? Because I, I mean, I came back and I'll be honest with you. I was a little blown in. I was, I was a little blown in. <laughs> well, blame that on the travel. I know. You can yeah, move exactly. Around, what, but, I mean, ask me now. Yeah. It's all gone. <laughs> it's good. I'm, yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like I can attest for that, too, as far as I never really realized that was the case until – now, I will tell you this. I will speak about my competitive history as far as, like, um, yeah. bodybuilding and stuff because I think that that really set a foundation for me to truly understand How all of eat. this. Yes. And so when I'm on prep, you know, my calories get low. So, not as low as some of y'all's out there, I'll tell you. But that for me, they get pretty low. And and this will go on for a period of, you know, three, four or five months at a time. So when I come out of prep and do that reverse or whatever, I have to be very, very careful because otherwise I can tell I store all that extra peanut butter <laughs> yeah. as body fat because I, I and I'm so by the time I come off of prep, I've been so depleted for so long. The same thing that you said, that like the binging, the hunger. I mean, it is for real and it is a very hard. I can't imagine living my whole life like that. No, it's just, it's a scare. It goes back to bondage, mm -hmm. right? It's when the food calls out to you and you have no control really over what's going in. And that can be anything. Like food is just as bad of a substance as alcohol as drugs, mm -hmm. as, you know, it is a sub, it's a way that you can abuse your body, you know? And so you want to have control in all of those areas. It's, it's something that's really not talked about a lot. Um, and you know, unfortunately I tend to bring conviction in that area, <laughs> but, um, it's because, you know, I was overweight. I was a young, you know, I was loved with food. We tend to love our kids with food. And I was a, you know, a binge. And then when I would go to, you know, try to lose weight, everything was restricted. And I was on this, you know, 1200 calorie diet exchange and never taught how to transition from that into real life. So yeah. it was terrible choices then. I didn't enjoy anything that I ate. So as soon as I got done with that, what do you think I did? Yes. And that led to a yo-yo that led to me understanding, oh my gosh. This is a binge and deprive, a binge and deprive, a binge and de deprive. And nothing was ever taught health or how to fight the cravings by regulating your blood sugar through protein and fiber. You know, if you can regulate those spikes in glucose, 
then you're not craving as bad. And it, and that's why there's a huge detox, yeah. you know? So just because you're trying to, and I get, and I understand why intermittent fasting looks good. It gives you guardrails, yeah. but you can also give yourself guardrails. Yes. I think breaking down your, well, for example, setting a calorie limit per meal, but eating five and six times a day. Which proved the point. You yeah. saw that. Yeah. There was no difference in anyone eating five to six times a day, you know, in weight loss, mm -hmm. you know, in weight loss. Now, in maintenance, I'm going to tell you, they should have come off of it and seen who was able to maintain their weight more. Yeah. Because I yeah. guarantee you, it was the person that ate five to six times a day that, you know, that kept their metabolic rate. Because they're wanting to, because people are wanting to say with no trials, mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, eating five to six times a day does not increase metabolic rate. Yeah. I mean, really? Show me. Exactly. They cannot. Exactly. But people are following, mm -hmm. following without looking up. And I tell people who, who has done the research, right? Yeah. Who funded it? Who did it and was it credible yeah. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I'll be, and, and, and don't just follow somebody that's got alphabet soup behind their name because I'll be honest <laughs> with you, there's a lot of people out there, and I'm just going to say it. Our assistant secretary of health, is that what her title was? Oh my gosh. Not a picture of health. But Anyway, um, just be, you just have to dig a little bit and do your own research, which is, again, and be objective. Like so to do. we're going to switch gears a minute. Mm -hmm. And because th those were my main topics, you know, number one, every female is dealing with hormone issues. Like I want to increase that problem. Right. You know, Please. but you, you do that on your own if you want to, and just make our job harder. That's fine. Um, you know, and then of course you have, you know, training methods don't work, you know, but, but the other thing is, and we can, spiritual, spiritual fasting. yes, the spiritual fasting. I don't like the way the world has taken something, a word that's very, very precious mm -hmm. and turned it into an everyday term. Yes. And I am really funny about types of fasting, which I mean, I just, I don't like that either. And I mean, I'm probably going to get hit hard with that. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. No. I think fasting is fasting. Yes. Um, I think so too. Like 100%. So with the spiritual fasting though, that is one thing I think you and I both agree on yep. that. That is a spiritual practice. It has nothing to do with like vanity or weight loss or anything it's like that. It's not supposed it to. It is a humbling experience. So like I'm going to read you, a few verses yeah, and okay. then, so in Daniel 10, three, I no choice food, no meat or wine touch my lips. And I use no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. And, and there was a purpose on that one. Exodus 34, 28, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. Um, Psalms 35, 13, 14. And yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning more and fasted. Joel 2, 12, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Daniel 9, so I turned to the, 9, 3, so I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition in fasting and in sackcloth and in ashes. 
I prayed to the Lord God and confessed. Like if you can, I mean, there's so many, we could have kept going. It was all about humbling yourself, knowing that it's a way that you can humble yourself, let the Lord know that it's solely Him that sustains you. That sustains you. It's not food, right? It's it's not water. It is strictly the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's an intimacy it is that you build and and the dis- the discipline too i've never not fasted and and not grown closer to the lord ever and i've never and honestly i think of it like this too and i and i fast until the lord tells me to quit but and i don't think that there's i think that's different for everybody do you it's same with when you're called to fast i feel like there's been times where i'm like am i being called to fast well then i'll just start fasting and but but when i feel that that pain, that hunger. And I'm like, man, I mean, it happens, but it's time to pray. Like I, it just reminds me to pray and grow that relationship with the Lord. And I'm telling you guys, Tell it story. unlocks, yeah, it unlocks, um, this, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like this doorway. It's yeah. It's like a direct connection to God. Like yes. you are literally like at his mercy. You're like, just, it's almost like he's just getting you through the day. I don't know how it happens. I, it's difficult for me. I'm telling you right now, if I don't have my food, then so, I'm in pain. And that, I think, is – so I was having – so, okay, most of you all know I was borderline diabetic. I believe it would have been called polycystic ovarian syndrome, yeah, PCOS. And I had a hard time conceiving. Really? Okay? Yes. So with my third one, we could not get pregnant with Jazz. And I had already had two boys. And, you know, I remember – Everybody was like, oh, you trying? We are. Okay, well, I know you want a girl. I know you want a girl. And it just bothered me. And I was like, you know, I don't really care what we have. I don't really care what we have. You know, you have two boys. And so it felt like pressure. And I already felt pressure, <laughs> right? And so I remember that I was very convicted. Mm-hmm. And when I fasted, it was just water. Mm-hmm. And it was for four days. And I remember I just said, okay, Lord, I am sorry. At this point, I don't care if it's a boy. I just want to get pregnant. You know in my heart that Mm -hmm. I have lied to everyone Mm -hmm. that has asked me because I did want a girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. And I'm telling you, I was pregnant within four weeks. Isn't that crazy? It gives me goosebumps. But that but that was where you humbled yourself and you confessed what was in your heart. And it was a purpose. And I and I just I think fasting has gotten twisted and torn. And I sometimes believe the church has even twisted a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Fast and you're guaranteed all this money. You're fasting and now it's like Or or they switch it up with Lent. I'm just gonna fast chocolate. Yeah. I'm just going to fast. Or, yeah, like super, like really, I'm like, okay, how hard? I'll and then you got a Daniel's fast that a lot of people do at the first of sure. the year, which is fruits and vegetables only, right? Supposed to be not really because they're doing pastas and fried eggplant and they're just, mm-hmm. it's all getting so, I think it's getting lost, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of times it's done in January because it is a good time to detox, but that's not what. That's not what any of this was for. And Daniel did, definitely didn't do it to detox. Mm-hmm. Daniel was literally pulled away to a whole 
anyway, that's yeah. a Bible lesson, and we're supposed to be talking about weight loss. Well, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It is like, look, sometimes God just put it on our heart. We need to talk about it. But I think that that when when I am spiritually fasting, that's it puts me in the position to best hear from the Lord. I'm so clear minded, like as far as feeling it's what all I you're need. concentrating yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is. It's that's literally all I'm thinking about. I have a story about it real quick, and I'll be done. Yep. No, I'm ready. Um, so my mama, my si- my mom was pregnant with my sister, and for, we didn't know if she was a boy or a girl or whatever. But um, my grandmother swore, "You're having a boy. You're having a boy. You're having a boy." Well, she was going down 65 one day. I think it was 65. It doesn't matter. And she heard, she felt like the Lord was telling her, "You better fast for your granddaughter." And at that time, she didn't. I don't think she knew it, but my mom was having some complications or concerns about my sister. Um, and my grandmother right then and there knew number one, she was a girl and knew number two, that if she didn't fast, that she felt in her heart, there were going to be some complications with my sister and come to find out my sister was born with, um, some different things. Like she has, sorry, Felicia, but she has like, um, some hemihypertrophy and and different things, but overall she came out fine. But my grandmother still feels in her heart that that could have been a totally different situation. But Believe it. It's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, spiritual fasting, yes. Diet fasting, no. no. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much um, our take. I mean, I feel like you all may want us to break that down and and go deeper, but I'm telling you, there's no studies. Yeah. Okay. I just had a thought. And all of these questions that people are like, well, can I have this? Well, obviously we, we don't believe in fasting, intermittent fasting anyway, but it's like, can I have this in the morning? Is it going to break my fast? Who cares? You know, like I have seen so much of that. I have seen, does coffee count? Well, you can have up to 80 calories. Said who? Yeah. Where is that magic number coming from? And then you know, I guess this could break it into people actually drinking ketones. <laughs> There's a pull the car over. So obviously, <laughs> you know how I feel about that one. Um, I just, I can't take it. Yes. It shouldn't, you all don't have to overthink it. It is not that hard. Just eat. Okay. So here's my question to you, audience listening. Yeah. Why does it have to be something new and shiny you know, it, I feel like it's all the, like every, like these kids, they get tired of their toy and they see something new and shiny. It must be amazing, but it was made in China and it breaks easy. And so they get it. <laughs> and then we wait a little bit and then there's a new toy from China and it looks shiny and they get it and it breaks easy and nothing satisfies them, but the old toys made in America. Yeah. <laughs> that are just simple and those don't break your tractors. Yes, exactly. <laughs> those metal or wood, you know, that's those stores. I mean, go to the thrift store. They're still there. Yeah. Those toys are still there. Yeah. Same with this way of eating. The principles that I have taught and some of you all I have had for over 20 years, it works does work. It just takes, it takes time, consistency. And sometimes you're going to feel like nothing's happening, but I promise you it is just stick with it. I mean, I'm sorry you get tired of eating broccoli and chicken. It works. And yeah, it, it works. And when you look at, uh, I'm just talking about time frame. you know, again, it goes back to that 26 week trials or whatever that they're talking about. 26 weeks. That's not even like this much in a year. <laughs> no. And you're talking about, you could potentially live. I mean, Till you're 100 if you want. And if the you thing eat. is, let's go back to everything people say. Okay, so I lost all that. Well, I lost a lot of weight with keto. Well, um, but as soon as I stopped eating that way, I gained it back. So I'm going to do it again. 
Yeah. If your diet works so well, why did you stop? The majority of people that, I mean, literally that I have worked with that have have lost weight through eating frequently and right. They literally, even when they go off the rails, their body does not look like it did because they're not holding fat the same Mm -hmm. because they won't do it. Okay. Their body's not eating muscle, so they don't hold fat the same. The other thing is they really don't gain it all back. They're, they have boosted their metabolic rate. Their body's not feeding off of muscle. So they look totally different. I wish, Chris, I mean, not that I want to, I wish so bad that I could po- post a picture. Just of, snort. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Of what I looked like when I was a uh, like I am a not runner. doing that. No, I'm talking about like, because I was like 108 pounds and most people would think that's my dream body. No, I am the heaviest I've ever been in my life right now, other than pregnancy. And I feel 10 times better. I fit my clothes better. I got a little bit more of a butt. I love it. That's what I'm going for. But my pictures are totally like so much better. Yes. You couldn't have done that intermittent fasting and running. Nope. Nope. Couldn't have. Running on an empty stomach. No. You know? That just sounds miserable. I know. So. Gosh, okay. Do our gas station goodie? Yes, gas station goodie. Uh, what time is it? Oh, You're we're, good. We're good. We're good? Okay. Yeah. okay. Gas station goodie. Quest, Cindy brought this one in here. And I'm mm. glad because that Reese Cups. Well, okay. Uh, okay, so we were away at my daughter's tournament south of here. And um, there was a gas station. And we had just had dinner. And, and they're in there, Chris and my daughter in there. Everybody's wanting ice cream and sweets. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I'm like, that is just not fair. <laughs> I want ice cream and sweets. Not really. I don't like ice cream, but I like sweets. So I saw this and I'm like, this would be great if I had to have something sweet. Yeah. And I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. But I didn't even look at the label. You didn't? No. I just, it was. Yeah. It is literally peanut butter cups, yeah, protein peanut butter cups. Sold. I didn't want to look at the label <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So for two two peanut butter cups, okay, it is 190 calories. So it's 15 grams of fat, um, 13 carbs, 11 grams of protein, and fiber is four. So four on the fiber of your peanut butter cup. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can go over the saturated. Yeah, we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> so it's, it's just a little treat. It's a treat. It's not our pre-workout. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. This is a, a good treat. And that's what I try to tell people because I have a lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, like you would eat that. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm craving it. Yeah. And this is a better choice. Yeah. Then getting the Reese's. I've never, I, Reese's are my favorite candy. I've never They're my favorite candy so. too. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous. No, I'm like, don't let me chocolate. down, Quest. I know. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. I can do it. It's more of a, um, it's creamy. Yeah. I would say it's more like a mm. no bake. Like, I'm going to say it's like those. Cheap Palmer rabbits oh, at no. Easter. These are better. I think this is better. With peanut butter in the middle. It's mm-hmm. a cheap peanut butter Palmer rabbit. You know what I mean? Very good. Mm-hmm. Because it's a little smoother. Mm-hmm. I like how and hard. It, I like that it's harder on the outside. I like a harder chocolate. But I like the. I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. It is good. I mean, we get the quest. Go to the movies. I mean, it's good. And it's mm-hmm. big. Do you have any milk? 
I know, right? <laughs> He's a milk. Like I literally, I feel like I have eaten something I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And you get two of them. I know. That like, was, yeah. Obviously, we didn't just take a bite and sit it down. <laughs> that was delicious. It was really good. Oh, did you ever try my peanut butter? Yes. Oh, I forgot to follow up with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. On here. Yep. White chocolatey. What was it? Wonderful. Right, wonderful. <clears throat> on my sweet potato. Very good. I wish I had had some cinnamon. because I would have made it perfect. Like yeah. pie. Mm-hmm. Smush it. Yep. Did you try the dark the chocolate? Only- no, that's next on my list. I'm going to do that next time. I smashed the entire jar of peanut butter, though, in a week. In a week. Right? Mm-hmm. A week. A uh-huh. week. So I want you to do, like, <laughs> toast and the dark chocolate. Toast and dark chocolate. Okay. So my daughter loves Nutella. I know. I hate it. I know. So I'm going to try her. to switch her without her knowing. It tastes way better. Oh, no. No, because it's peanut butter, though. She, she can't, can't have it. No, I'm not thinking right. Yeah. Dang it. That's okay. Tag on it. So... We do say quest mm-hmm. is a go. Yeah. So some of the topics that we are thinking about bringing up in future, there's there's quite a few of them, actually. We do want to talk about birth control. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. I'll yeah. Because, because there's just, well, that's where we're going to talk about birth control. Yeah. Okay. I'll save it. Save it. Save I'll it. it. I'll save it. Okay. And then we also want to talk about... Um, the Pfizer documents that got released and a lot of things that were kind of hidden up in those uh, documents for Ooh, the COVID wow. vaccine. Shocker. And then we want to talk about... No, I'm not. <laughs> what else we want to talk about? Um, okay. We did get a request oh. uh, for a runner-specific um, podcast and so obviously how to train yeah and like I guess train in how to eat, eat appropriately because you know they they do burn a ton Tons of calories of yeah and if you are not careful you burn every bit of muscle, muscle. you have yep so I yeah. think that would be a good one because there are people who do love to run yes right? oh and we're getting ready to be in running season mm-hmm. yep. so I think that's great if you're wanting to learn how to run um, yep. I am an expert at teaching people how to run and then they surpass me. And then I think one other topic that I'm interested in talking about and all the crazes, the injectable weight loss drugs. Injectables. So we're going to be talking about injectables. Yeah. So get ready think, for that one. I think that's another one. What, what, um, you know what? And we're also going to talk about hormones mm-hmm. and how they affect your health. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because right that contributes... Time. To yeah. what you do. Yep. And yep. what I see. Yeah. When should we talk about that one? Because I feel like that one should be pretty close to it. I feel like we should talk about hormones and how they affect it. Literally, that one needs to come out right before we open. Yep. Okay. April 4th. Yes. April 4th. You open April. How did I get signed up for April 1st? You're on. <laughs> you're on. You're the one. My, you're actually, Chris. I'm the first client. So I know. If I'm I die. It's her you, fault. No, he's going to be just fine, everybody. He's going to come back all jacked up. Right. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. So those ejectables she gave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, I think we should talk about that. Um, I think that um, your topics need to keep coming in. Um, you know, I, I think they're all relative. I would like, you know, obviously, 
I would like to talk about all of these little, I'd like to spend a time on fad diets, not just on intermittent fasting, but let's talk about fad diets through the decades Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a lot of people stuck in that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people stuck in that. Slim fast. Slim fast. Have a shake in the morning, a shake in the evening, and then a healthy dinner. Okay. Not even a healthy dinner. But again, we were just talking about putting ketones in the, you know, and and keto coffee. (laughs) Ketones in the coffee. You know, things like that. Let's Let's, I mean, if we're going to talk about it, I mean, unfortunately, we'll probably tick people off, but. And I would say if you, even if you think you have a topic that we may not agree with, throw it our way because we'll try to, we'll look at it objectively, but I do. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. And your opinions on that. And, you know, and we hope that if you are doing intermittent fasting, that you don't lose your muscle and that you hit your goal in every way, shape or form possible. But when you run out of fuel, you can contact us. Yes. And when your body doesn't look as good as you want it to naked, you can let us know. Or if you can't maintain it for the long haul, because it's going to be really hard, you know, when you're older. Like, I just, I'm going to tell you, the difference in who I am now is I want to eat more, look better, and do less. And that is what I have gotten to. Through it all, I don't I don't have to be a beast. I don't have to do handstand walks. I don't have to do those things. I have to do, you know, I feel like I've reverted to old school training methods that, that work, work. That, that work. work. I can do less, eat more, and spend more time with my family and be healthier kids as a grandma. Yes. yes. You like, don't have to worry about falling and breaking your hip. hip. I eat too much protein for yeah. that. My <laughs> bones are like, ba-bam. Yeah. That's, I don't think people think about that. But yes, you guys, bone health too. That's another one. We'll talk about yeah. bone and skin. Ooh, yeah. Your skin is your largest organ. Yes, yes that's a good topic. We're going to do skin's your largest organ. Yep. Okay. How's your, I want to update us on how your hair, lo- you know, you're talking all that stuff with your pre, after COVID stuff. Oh, My hair? Yeah, when we talk about it? Yeah. You're it's, gr- it's growing way too fast. Um, it is going way too fast. Um, faster than... I would like because I pay a lot to get my hair done. <laughs> and, um, you know, we still want to try. You've got a therapy. Yeah. You want to yep. talk yep. about that? Because I am going to try that because I'm hoping because I like I want really big mermaid meets Dolly Parton hair. That is my goal. So <laughs> we'll try for that. My, my little help with some extensions in there if I need to. But I, I want no, I want to be the walking. Poster child. Okay, so we plan on using PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. And it's interesting. So what we would do is we would draw Cindy's blood. We spin it down, and we draw the plasma off of it. And then we would we would inject little blebs into her scalp. Um, <laughs> what? It takes time, yes. And it takes multiple <laughs> treatments. So, so you would do it about every two to three weeks and for a total of maybe three or four treatments. You know, I wonder if we should just do half my head. And compare all right. Well, I, I would mean, totally be to fine with that. Okay, let's try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> She's um, gonna have these lopsided. I know uh, because, but if this turns out really pretty, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm all about clinicals. Yeah, and that is a clinical trial. And the thing is, like, I am taking so many. I feel like my hair is getting thicker, and it's growing. I mean, yeah. look at that. I just got it done. Yeah. Three weeks is. ago, and I have a root line that I try to cover with dry shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And my hairdresser gets mad at me. I know it. (laughs) But I do. I think when we do this, I just want to do half. What do you think? I think it would be a good idea. Because then you can, I I know. You just tell me when. So, well, let's, as soon as I get my centrifuge. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so what platelet PRP is, is just injecting your own growth, growth factors in. So, Mm -hmm. and so I want it to grow. It's growing, but I want to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the problem is that when it went into a dormant mode um, because of my fever, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't because of COVID. So look, if you have COVID hair loss, it is not because you had COVID, you had trauma to the body. Whenever you have trauma to the body, your body wants to send those extra calories, that extra energy to where it's needed mm-hmm. to help fight. Um, so I had a really long fever. and. Um, so then, you know, it goes into dormant and then out when it went into shedding and then I panicked because I looked like Joe Dirt, right? It was growing back in a little thicker at the oh, top white, and trashy thinner like that. Oh, why trashy? You know, I mean, some people think Joe Dirt's sexy, but um, my husband's not one of them. So we had to, we had to cut that off so it could kind of get even. And um, it is growing super fast, which is amazing. I just got to, I got to kind of keep it here until it all gets even. And then honestly, I'm be honest, I have never taken supplements like I am. I've always taken supplements, but never has it, it's always been about my inside health. Yeah. Not necessarily about my outside, which is sounds terrible, but I can tell you that I feel better now than I ever had. I've added in about four or five extra things that I've been consistent with because I want to look good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's crazy. Good. Yeah, I feel good. My skin looks so much better. My hair is growing. Um, so, yeah. So, but but that is a little hint. We're going to, if one side of my hair in the next couple months, you see me out and one side of my hair is way poofier <laughs> than the other side don't ask. <laughs> don't. You're not. You, you know. Just shaking his head like. Oh. Don't ask. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> this side's gonna be just big. I just said this. And this yeah. side, I'm gonna look like like an '80s big. <laughs> you know. Can we you tease the, it? Yeah, it's like a flock of seagulls. Right. <laughs> you gonna build up those neck muscles on the one side. I know, right? I'm, I, I'll just do shrugs on this side. <laughs> Her shoulder, mus- shoulder muscles will be way bigger on the I'll one side. I'll be a walking billboard just for you. Take <laughs> <laughs> one for the team, baby. All right. Anyway, I guess that's all, right, all we yep. got. Yep. Yeah. Make today. sure you like, comment, share our podcast. Look, share our podcast. Share it. Tag a friend. <laughs> um, maybe we'll pick up a second gas station goodie for you, but tag a friend that needs to see this. Or you know what? Email us, email us all your hateful words. <laughs> That's okay. You know, Jesus loves you. I don't believe him. He does. (laughs) He genuinely does. All right. See you guys. Bye. (laughs) You can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Where the brakes at? I give him that ditty bop. Like, take that, take that, take that, take that.